Welcome to Merrickville. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back mm-hmm. to the studios. Lawrence Mooney. Thank you very much, Mez. I'm feeling a little bit reassured today because uh, I've spent some unprotected summers in the sun and I went to have... Oh. oh. As, soon as, yeah. as soon as you say unprotected, we all just go, when, oh, God. Yeah, when it comes to me in the sun, I go bareback and, uh, <laughs> and bare front. Anyway, I uh, I went and had a mole map. Uh, insert all jokes here. Yeah, I've got an area mapped out in my around my place. Um, yep. Yeah. So they you've... said you've got you've got a big one on your back. It was me ex. Bang. <laughs> um, <laughs> any other mole jokes? Uh, so. Can I ask you? Did you get your Did you get your tally whacker looked at? Well, the thing is. Um, Pam, who was the uh, dermatologist nurse doing the mapping for me, said... No, hang on. Let's get the music down here. We don't need the music okay. now. We need yep. just... Okay. Uh, she said, let me have a look at your buttocks because you're in a, your undies have mm. a, a little smock. And so yep. she had a look. Very professional. Um, she lingered a little bit back there, gawking. And then she said, um, is there anything, uh, any spots or irregularities on your genitals? <laughs> Oh, there's irregularities. Yeah, a lot of irregularities. <laughs> and I mean, there's some stars, spots. It talks. <laughs> it's a and member then, of a book club. And then she goes, in a very, very straight way, she goes, would you like me to look at your genitals? And it's like, whack the torch on, Pam. <laughs> Get the dolphin out. <laughs> there's no irregularities, but I still want you to take a look. Uh, you're going to need 1,000 lumens, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to be... people, I want people to think we're playing football in here if they look through a window outside. <laughs> Better to be safe than sorry, Pammy. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh. Are you okay, so... Loz? No, I've only got a short time. Um, <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm all clear. <laughs> but I still want to benefit. The bad news is it's been diagnosed with two inches. Miracle. <laughs> 104.9. <laughs> We're going to mm. bring things back on track, Loz. There was a Newcastle Rugby League Ladies League Grand Final. Uh, was played on the weekend. I saw. I have my our producer uh, Whitey showed me the clip. Amazing scenes. Okay, so uh, they were trailing four six on the scoreboard. The Cardiff Cobras needed a miracle for them to win the match. Uh, as the siren blows, the West Walls End Magpies forget to secure the ball before the premature celebrations begin. So the rules What does the... securing the ball mean? What do you do? Put it on the ground. So once the siren goes, that the next kind of, that's you've got to finish that passage of play. So right. if if it's in the hands, if somebody grabs you, tackles you, touches you, that's that's the dead that's the game finished, yeah? But yep. unlike AFL when the siren, uh, siren goes in AFL, it's done. As soon as you hear it, it's finished, right? But with the hooter, when the hooter goes, you've actually that passage of play needs to be completed whatever it is. So when this girl has thrown uh, the ball into the air in celebration of hearing the hooter. She's thrown it up into the it's air. It's still live. It's still live. One of the other players uh, has swept through, grabbed the ball from the card of Cobras, swept through, run through, 25 metres, puts the try down, wins the grand final. This oh, is, my God. Oh, this is the audio from the commentators of the game. And there's the hooter. Oh, there Wait, Is this play on? Is this play on? This is play on. She's thrown the ball in the air. Oh my goodness. Who scored that? 
the siren has gone. West Wales end have thrown the ball. And Cardiff have regathered and ran 25 metres oh to score a try. We have, con- we have controversy. Okay, you could not find oh, no. two more opposite nights to be had by the person who threw the ball in the end. In the, I in the so end, the feel who for the, the try. <laughs> what about the poor woman that threw the ball in the air? Okay, Loz, in this scenario, who are you? Are you the person who throws the ball in the air like a total cluster person? I am. Of course I am. Because you know what? I... God punishes me whenever I start to gloat me or too. celebrate. Me too. If, if I went up just like, Wee! bang, I'd get hit by a truck. 100%. Like a truck would come 100%. onto the ground. It's like there'd 100%. be one person hit by it. I think it, I think God does that to comedians, Lars. When things are going mm. too well for us and we start to get a little bit um, sure of ourselves, he punishes us. That's why he sent me to TFM one year. He just said, oh. just, no, he did. Yeah. I was having a great time. He goes, you go there. I, yeah. I ended up at done. Mix one year. Uh, <laughs> more music that makes you feel like you're in a taxi. Or a shop. <laughs> but also, we were punished right from the word go. We were both born with a, the umbilical cord around our necks, oh, yeah. and our dads died prematurely. So, I mean, so God hates us. <laughs> but is your father still alive, guys, Liam? And we, yeah. How was your birth, yeah. mate? My, so what, event free? My birth was event free, and my dad is still alive. Natural yeah. birth? Natural birth. Oh, wow. Have you got Why any you... spots or irregularities on your genitals? <laughs> Probably not. Probably clean skin. Probably not. What kind of anyway? Coming up, Liam. And I'm not going to lie. We had the discussion off air whether or not that should be the talkback topic for today. And and we we agreed it shouldn't. Seven people voted against it, but I. (laughs) So the card of Cobras and the the West Walls End Magpies. What an end to the game. I think. my heart goes out to the West Walls End Magpies. That girl. How. How could she meet anyone's gaze for the rest of the night? No, she can't. I mean, that's you just go home and shove your head underneath the doona and just mm. cry yourself to sleep. Because or just, that, just have yourself. more than eight standard drinks. <laughs> In an evening. Yeah. Uh, look, it's going to, uh, I've got some tickets to give away because I'm going to take some calls now. One triple three five three. Best caller wins tickets to... Uh, let me see what we can get. Oh, how about the NRL Grand Final? Wow. Yes. Yes, that's right. It's going to be glorious. The 2017 NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final, Sunday, 1st of October, ANZ Stadium, Sydney. Don't miss out. Get your tickets today from nrl.com slash tickets. Unless you can give us a call, and we'll take the best call on, when have you peaked too soon? When have you been that person who's gone, glory, all the Glory. Glory! I'm bathing myself in glory, and then they've gone. Oh my god! Oh, oh! They've scored a try. Oh. I've cost them the game. I'm I did Essendon versus Swans earlier in the year. Got on the Twitter when we were 19 points up. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, oh, suck on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the Swans won. And then God yeah. <laughs> intervened. He has to punish us. You know why? He punishes us because we have so many other good aspects in our life. Like we're amazing lovers. And so Mm, he just goes, well, you can't have everything. That's That's true. true. That's not true. We made that part up. One triple three five three. (laughs) Best caller wins tickets. My agreeing wasn't that convincing, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you don't agree. You know the truth. When have you peaked too soon? Sydney, give us a call for your chance to win tickets to the NRL Grand Final. Taking your calls on one triple three five three. Best caller wins tickets to the NRL Grand Final. Uh, it's going to be glorious. 2017 NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final, Sunday 1st of October at ANZ Stadium, Sydney. Don't miss out. Get your tickets today from nrl.com slash tickets. And we're talking about when you've peaked too soon because mm. on the weekend there was a lot of local Grand Finals. 
And now we can uh, we we are imploring people to be honest. Of course, no one's yep. going to lie for grand final tickets, are they? Oh, people be, aren't like that. I'd be making up. Oh, this is one time I was flying my Red Bull plane. Were you, man? Yeah. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you remember when we did we did that barrel turn under the bridge? Yeah. And then it hit the water. Oh. And, we lost and so thought, many limbs. I thought I'd won, so I did a barrel roll, and then it turned out I didn't. Mares, you're making it up, as always. Mm. Um, <laughs> then I shot down the Red Baron and then I was in, in Dunkirk. the First World War. <laughs> then I was at Dunkirk. Remember me? I was celebrating. Because there was an incident on the weekend in the okay. Newcastle Rugby League Ladies League Grand Final oh, yep. between oh. the Cardiff Cobras and the West Walls in Magpies. And you can check out the footage of it on our Facebook page at Maryville FM. It's pretty kind of cool, but also very sad at the same time. The mm. girl who throws the ball early into the oh. air, As celebrating, she hears the, she hears the, she hears the who to go, throws it in the air and goes, oh, game over. And somebody else going, not quite. Bang, scores a try, mm. loses a grand final from celebrating too early. Peak too soon. Mm. When have you peaked too soon? Give us a call. Got Sven uh, from Penrith on the line. Hello, Sven. G'day, how are you? Good, mate. Obviously, big day of making Masur Sandals today, but you've taken a break to give us a call. I have. Um, I picked you soon once oh, a few years back at Penrith Trots one night. I backed five wins in a row. And mm-hmm. um, I said to me, mates, if this next thing gets up, I'll dead set run around the track nude straight after the horses. Good. Well, my horse, my horse is about eight lengths in front on the turn, and it's gone past the winning pace. So I've got all my gear off and started running down the track, but didn't realise there was still another lap to go. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> that, that is it, mate. That's that is... exactly what we are talking about. <laughs> oh. Like, you just couldn't wait to get your peanut out, could you? Yeah. <laughs> it was a cold night, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always a cold night, mate. That's Tell you what, the interesting thing was, Mez, he won, he won by a short half head. You knew it was coming, Liam. Those I did. Not... I'm just very proud that neither of you asked me if he had any abnormalities on there. But yet, it's um, only because you didn't was get it a chance. nose or a short half head, <laughs> or did he win by a length? <laughs> <laughs> I just realised that every win, winning bracket in a horse race, is about penises. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't a photo finish, otherwise. Oh, oh. otherwise it'd be on Snapchat. Oh. Let's go. You go to the bunker. The bunker is Snapchat. <laughs> All right, okay. It's getting weird now. Oh, it started weird. Sean in Spring It's Fun. always been weird. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you going, guys? Love the show. Uh, thank you, mate. Great nice. to have you on. Tell us, uh, have you peaked too soon? Yeah, we were playing cricket a couple of years ago, and we were second innings in, and we'd been handed it to us, the first innings. And I bat about number eight. Anyway, me and the batsman were stuck on one run, just couldn't get the runs ticking over. So I just went quick for a quick single. Went to run through and dived and ended up breaking my shoulder in three places, having eight weeks off work. <laughs> Light duty for six months. <laughs> what? For a quick single? Yeah, for a quick And I was only on one, too, myself. So it wasn't until oh. I was going for the century. Let's get a ticket over. Get yeah, to two. Go. And we lost the game anyway. So. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is terrific stuff. Threw the bat in the air, knocked his own shoulder out. Uh, Okay, let's get to Michael in Richmond. G'day, Michael. (laughs) G'day, boys. How you going, gentlemen? Moz. Mate, great to have you on the show, Michael. Uh, Mate, so what did I do? I'm a painter, right? So I'm just working on a weekend because I've got nothing better to do with my life. And uh, I'm painting a physiotherapy, and there's like one door left. That's all I have to do. So I'm like, sweet, let's get this door painted. I'm going home, you know, get some beers. Yep. Take the door off and paint. 
and I heard water running on in his side of the other room. I thought it was just a laundry. I poked my head out, and sure enough, is the naked massage therapist. And, mate, I, I was the customer just killed me, and it was just like screaming, and I don't know if I thought what I was doing. But, oh, hang on a second. Know, so you've taken, painting. You've, taken, you've taken the door off, in, an internal door, to go and yep. paint it, and yep. as you've taken the door off the hinges, and inside yep. is somebody nude getting Having a shower. Having a shower. Having and, a shower? Uh, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> so she just steps out because yeah, all I want to do is just go home. It was a Saturday. He wants to work on the weekend. And then I have to sit there an hour listening as to why you should go and check a room out before mm. you take a door off. I, I mean, and then <laughs> when did you pee too soon when you saw the naked person no, no. in the shower? <laughs> Yeah, he's taking it quite literally. Is it, it like you're meant to knock and then yeah. peek, but you peeked, you peeked too soon too without soon. the knock? Oh. Michael? Yep. You, your story was the only one. Oh, no. It was one of two that involved nudity. Well, why am I surprised? There's only three stories. Two of them involve nudity. <laughs> <laughs> but you sound like a good bloke, Michael. You can have two tickets to go to the yeah. grand final. Who do, you, who do you go for, Michael? Roosters. Oh, wow. Oh, well, the Roosters. I reckon they'll probably be playing, mate. So you, you might be in for a real treat. Well, I've got the apprentice. He's a Broncos fan. So we're just hoping that, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be both. Broncos oh, mate. And Roosters, I cannot mate, so. t- oh, look, I'm not a Roosters fan. I'll tell you that right now. But I would love to see the Broncos get smashed in the grand final. That's yeah. why I said boys, and then I referred to Lies as a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, enjoy it, mate. Have a great time. Well done. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Gary Megan, and I do a little show on Podcast One called A Plate to Call Home, and it's about fascinating people all centred around food. This is a show for foodies, but it's more than that. It's a show about the people and the stories behind food. I think you know that I'm obsessed by food. Everything in my life revolves around it, and I love nothing better than to spend a little time talking about people that are equally as passionate, sharing their stories, and getting to know what makes them tick. It's called A Plate to Call Home, and it's available on the Podcast One app or on podcastone.com.au. Lawrence Mooney, he's risky, has no filter in his head. Liam's hovering his hand over the dump button. Merrick's never seen Merrick's bill. 104.9. Oh, that is so funny. Do it like that we do so on the funny. Discovery Channel. <laughs> you and me, baby, we're nothing but mammals. Um, so your good friend, uh, speaking of one of the great mammals, mm. Sophie Monk is on The Bachelorette as of tomorrow night. I know. Looking forward to it. Sophie is an absolute diamond of a person. I can't wait to see her on the telly. She will she is, shine. And, and she also has a, a deliciously light filter when it comes to saying what she means. So yeah, she's going to tell some blokes pretty straight. This morning uh, I heard her in an inter- interview saying, yeah, she pretty much pashed a lot more blokes than she expected to. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be some great reality TV. As you know, we have got uh, unfettered access to the PM at Kirribilli, The Lodge, or Point Piper. And I've heard that he loves a little bit of reality TV. So let's find out what's happening on Malcolm's voicemail. Hello, 
it's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. Lucy and I love nothing more than unwinding in front of some good reality TV, and tomorrow we'll be watching Sophie Monk in The Bachelorette. I've always had a thing for Sophie, stretching all the way back to pop stars when she was in Bardo. Do you remember their great hit, Poison? With just one kiss, I'll blow your mind. <laughs> yes, please. Tell me your favourite reality TV star and leave a message. Well, hi, Mr. Turnbulls. It's Jackie Navy seeing Mr. Turnbulls. I've always been a big brother fan. I love Gretel because she, she's just like me. She looks like she's been locked in a woodshed for a while. Oh, that bird hardly rocks. But my real favourite is Peter Timms. Brains, good-looking, tragic vulnerability and an unbelievable career. It's a total package. I love you, Peter. It's Jackie. Bye. Turnbull! Good bloody subject today that saved you from an absolute torrent of abuse, you spineless, quivering invertebrate of a man. Sarah Marie Fidelli is one of the greats of Australian television. <laughs> Who can forget the bum dance? I love that bloody kid from the Goldie that put her heart and soul into entertaining this great country. The bum dance should be our national dance. Slytherath! <laughs> bum dance! Well, old Malcolm, it's Rudy here, the stereotypical Dutchman from Maryville speaking. My wife, Martha, and I used to love pop stars too. Bardo, scandalous, but our favourite winner was Scott Cain. He was very <laughs> successful for a short while there, but then his uh, career seems to have petered out. I was going through a bottle shop recently in Port Macquarie, and uh, I think I saw him, not serving. He was buying a flagon of dry sherry. <laughs> it's Rudy. You rock, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Malcolm! I've always been an Oz Idol fan. Mark Holden with his touchdown royale, Marsha with her stunning American good looks, and of course Dicko putting Pauline down. Ooh, you naughty man, Dicko. Pauline's one of my favourite of all times. A favourite, and who's had the last laugh? Oh, she has, Dicko. Pauline is playing to audiences all over Australia in the bodyguard. She's magnificent. She's still carrying a little bit of weight, but she's magnificent. <laughs> I, I will always love you. I will always love you. Always. <laughs> it's Pino. Hello, Malcolm. It's Annie speaking. I haven't called for a while, but I like this one. Hot dogs. I love hot dogs, <laughs> the food and the talent. Ah, oh, remember hot dogs. It's Annie. <laughs> a really kind of ugly crime has taken place mm. in Sydney. There's lots of ugly crimes all the time, but this one is particularly uh, awful. A 22-year-old bloke advertised a pair of Kanye West's um, designed Adidas Yeezy sneakers on Gumtree for $1,100. Very rare yeah. and uh, very expensive. Uh, he advertised them and then um, met a guy in a park. Johnson Park in Dulwich Hill. Of course, mm -hmm. if you know anything about this, you should contact the authorities. And uh, the guy tried on the uh, Yeezy Adidas runners. When they fit him, he would. said, um, oh, I think I'll just take these. And the guy goes, oh, oh you can't. No. You can't. They're $1,100. $1,100, please. Mm. And the guy said. And they're that, called runners. Mm. Oh, he mm. is. So he uh, pulled out a knife and said, I reckon I'll just take them for free. So... Now, a couple of problems. Why are you doing a transaction in a park? Don't because do a you don't want people around at your house or? No transaction in a park is ever a good mm. idea, right? No matter what you're selling. No. Now, you might not actually be selling goods. You might be selling services or yeah. you might be buying. Like gardening services. Services or, yeah. or um, well, something that may be oh, yeah. one like of the, a hedge trim. But per personal trainers also work out in in. Um, parks, don't they? Oh, you know, you're on point. your okay. you're well, on your Swiss point. ball. You can probably trust that. Yeah, you can probably trust that. Okay, I was uh, thinking more about you know. You were talking more George Michael styles.
Yeah. yeah. I just say yes. What, a no, dance class? Is, yeah. <laughs> I just said, yeah, but then I went, I don't know the particular incident you're talking about, but I just presume. I'll get Lawrence to explain. What about one of those there. magic tricks that they do in a park? What's that? Like, in, What do you mean? <laughs> oh, no. They're just making things disappear. Oh. Hmm. What about sometimes? I've seen a magician in a park before. What about when there's? What about when there's? What about when there's impromptu renovations in a park? Like you know, right. uh, one of the buildings in the park. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, toilet like block, a shed. Toilet, toilet block, or a block, shed. Yep. Yeah, something like that. Whatever it is, and it's got a hole in it. Somebody's busted right. a bloody hole in the in the uh, bloody wall vandals the door or something like that. So for the sake of the police, what we're going to get you guys to do. Okay. Is like a crime stoppers. Yeah, is for the sake of the police. Yeah, in the we're going to do an audio reenactment of the crime. Oh, oh God, that's a great know. idea. Mm. Unreal. All right, uh, who, who plays? And what of course, well, because I, we don't want to, uh, yes, we don't want to profile anyone uh, racially. No. Uh, we'll both be South African. <laughs> <laughs> That is such a good idea. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, I'll be a, I'll be a Dutchman. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't do crimes, so it's like it's it's neutral. Yep. Mez, do you want to do an accent? Yeah. Which, which what one? do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. What would you why do? I'll take have, a request. Why don't we? Well, why Peter don't Dutton? we have? <laughs> why I'll don't be we? Peter Dutton. Why don't we have Peter, Peter Dutton, Dutton selling you... some Yeezys, being robbed by a Dutchman? Okay, okay. here we go. All right. Okay. So, hello. Uh, are you the young jab with the Yeezys for for sale? I'm Peter Dutton. Of course. Oh, hello, Peter. My name's Rudy. Uh, I, I was the one that contacted you on. Was it Gumtree? Gumtree. Yeah. I'm on, I was on Gumtree. You sound like you live in a Gumtree. Um, I was on Gumtree. I work in. I work in Parliament. Oh, you're minister for the crown, eh? Yeah. What, uh, de- what department? Well, I used to be a police officer, but nobody wants to hear my stories. I've got yeah, some okay. good stories. People right, well, uh, underestimate me. This is very <laughs> ironic that you used to be a police officer because uh, there's going to be <laughs> a bit of a crime happening in a minute. What, what crime? Is Nothing. It, I didn't people, say anything about crime. You, I said, it's time being... to try on the Yeezys, please. Okay, but do you, do you have any boat people on you? <laughs> no, I... I no. <laughs> Yeah, have you yeah. ever seen a man in a boat, Peter? <laughs> they, desperate people coming to here for asylum, seeking asylum. Anyway, yeah. uh, do you like Kanye West? I, I, I like Kanye West. Well, let's drink a, like let's drink a toast to the douchebags. <laughs> okay. And one for the assholes? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. $1,100 for the Yeezy runners. Uh, I tell you what, uh, do, you take, um, do you take Dutch Gilders? <laughs> I don't take anything foreign. Nothing. What foreign. about uh, credit Australia. card? Can I swipe yeah. my credit card? Where? In your ATM machine. My personal ATM machine. <laughs> your portable ATM machine. Do you want me to uh, punch some digits into it? It it won't spit out cash. <laughs> I don't want it to spit out anything. Okay, Peter, I'm going to rob you now. Bye bye. I'm running away. Vic Martha, start the, start the combi. I've stolen this guy's harness. And scene. In scene. <laughs> and so if you saw something like that happen in a park in Dulwich, oh. call the police. <laughs> <laughs> this 
is incredible. If you're a student at Northmead Creative and Performing Arts High School, you are absolutely killing it because you can take up a subject which is, wait for it, drone flying. That's, That's a drone. Right. I, I, could, I guess that. Either that or a very cheap vibrator you brought into the studio, <laughs> Liam. I, you are not right. Get it out of here. Oh, don't. You, you know, it's going to blow up, mate. It'll hurt somebody. Don't sell that. Don't buy that. It's extra okay. if you hear that. Um, okay, so they, they've got the New South Wales Education Department has got a, a test pilot course for civil drone use for year 11 and year 12 students. And the 12-month course is created. So drones, drones are part of the future, they believe, and part of the workplace in the future. Um, so they've said, well, the careers advisors have gone, well, we should probably do a course, you know, and mm. it includes theory and practical studies and the students learn how to, you know, use drones in real life, which of course is fly over the neighbor's fence mm-hmm. as they're having a swim <laughs> and then get back without being noticed. I believe that's one of them. Oh no, sorry. Hang on. No, it's a certificate of aviation, remote pilot, visual line of sight, which doesn't sound as good as flying over the neighbor's fence whilst they're having a swim and no. having a bit of a look and <clears throat> maybe taking some photographs and posting them online, uh, which but is the reality. This of is the way of the future, Miss. This is, you 100%. know, this is the sort of... It is. I mean, from here, you go on to do a degree in snow dropping or a, <laughs> um, a diploma in stalking. I mean, the, uh, the opportunities are endless where you can use a remote... Remote control drones. It's the way to, of the future, though. You know, it is exactly. People learn to, you know, absolutely operate transformers. Hundred percent. I mean, so how many people have injured themselves trying to peek over a fence? You know, they've been standing okay. on a milk crate trying you, uh, to look over their neighbour's fence. You, they've injured themselves. <laughs> Not anymore. Now we've got technology. You've got lead. something of a shallow view of what drones are used for, don't you? I think I've got a very accurate <laughs> idea of how drones are usually. A very accurate yeah. idea. Now, look, they are, obviously. But sometimes schools, right, they just get an idea and they just go, oh, well, this is kind of current. Now, it's not like, um, you know, certain schools like Catholic schools tend to stay to a very, very tight curriculum. Mm. Um, but other schools, not so much. And, you know, depending on what high school you went to, public schools, sometimes mm. they're a little bit looser in their description of what they educate their kids. Well, you spent more time than most at high school. I did. Um, I did. So you would just have got nailed it. opportunity to sample... Mm. Some well, extracurricular and in, subjects that are a bit what, unusual. Now, I think in one of the years I did year 11, I can't remember which one, because uh, they were both great. Uh, but in one of them, I went, I did two subjects, which I've always been very sus on, right? Never mind. I actually, I think I did this one, might've been when I was in about year eight or year nine, yeah. it was called Water. That was the, that was the subject. Management or? It was just called Water. And you just learn about, wait, you're not going to believe, the <laughs> course was broken down into water and things that happen with water. And that was it. Was this a subject that was that you were the only student in and the, <laughs> the, teacher, the teacher was going, all right, Merrick, it's no. time for you to go and do water. Is this like the time when the entire school had a game of hide and seek and I... <laughs> I had to go and hide at a cupboard. And no one and then found I you. Came out three weeks later and everyone's just going, What? You look malnourished. No, this is dead set. We had a subject called water, and mm. on an excursion, we went to guess where? I'm going to say um, the ocean. Sewage treatment plant. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sewage treatment plant for our excursion for mm. water. So we talk about water so much and about how nice it is to drink it and swim in it and bathe in it and do all those things. And uh. then we go to the worst example of water you can imagine. <laughs> but it was like a water thing. Another one we had, this is no joke, we had a subject. Obviously, Before this is you change subjects, oh. how did you go at water? Failed. <laughs> 
there was a, literally a question was like, what percentage of the human body is made up of water? And I went, none. It's made up of human. You're halfway. Yeah. Bang. Good. Fail. Good. Fail. Uh, another subject we had was farm. That was a subject. Why? Farm. What school are you going to that all these subjects are one word, like nouns? I don't want to, I don't want to name it or shame it, but I will say that we had a special bus. Yeah, right. Okay. That was also a subject. Rode. Bus. Bus was a subject. <laughs> Special was also a subject. Special was a subject that you came along to the class and you told the teacher what you thought was special. Uh, okay. Now, we had a subject called farm, right? Farm. And again, on an excursion. So we, we learned about farming techniques and, you know, f- land management and all well, that sort of stuff. you had the water down, Pat, for Exactly. It, so, yeah. Exactly. Well, I failed water, so I wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't very good at the <laughs> dam aspect of this farm. But anyway, it's essentially like an agriculture yeah. um, subject, but they just called it farm. And then on our excursion- Because no it was joke, easier to spell than agriculture. Mate, I went to a school for dumb people, clearly. <laughs> and I failed. I went to a school for dumb people and I failed it. Anyway, so um, at farm, we went on an excuse, ex- excursion to a, a farm, right? But the farm, when we went to, for the excursion, wasn't very far away, very far away from the school. And- it wasn't really very farm-like. There was two cows, mm-hmm. a couple of dogs, and there was like four chickens. And we got there and the teacher said, you've got to learn about land management and stuff like this. And we go, oh, okay, all right. There's a whole class of this. And he goes, everybody grab a shovel. We're going to move this dirt <laughs> oh, here no. and we're going to move it over to here. <laughs> and we've got all this tan bark. We're going to move around here. And here's some hay that we're moving. Anyway, we're all working. He goes, this is what a working farm looks like. <laughs> and then literally we're there. No, and I, I was eating a cheese sandwich and I went, oh. This is your rural property, yeah, isn't it? This is your backyard. This is this house. <laughs> We're at our teacher's house. He just, he literally farmed. It was called farm because yeah. he farmed out the work. Yeah. <laughs> To students, and we were there, and we were just going, what the hell is going on here? This was Literally, <laughs> we had just done a whole heap of chores around his rural property. Yeah, that's that where they got it. the idea for the block. It wasn't even farm. The guy had like four acres. <laughs> Seriously. That's not a subject. I didn't feel bad when I burnt the hand. I didn't burn anything down. I never burned. Oh, I yeah. Never burned his when you down. finally got to do the subject fire, I love that's fire. where you excelled. Oh, fire! I did really well at fire. Did incredibly good at car theft. Yeah. Um. Yep. Did all those subjects yep. well. One triple three five three. Give us a call. What weird classes did you attend at school? Was there a subject at school which was kind of like a little bit left field? You know, it might have been an agricultural sub- subject, or, but they had a weird name and you did weird stuff. As I was leaving school, photography was just being introduced at my school. And I, and I get that it's a legitimate art or practice or yeah, job yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but I always kind of thought that was a bit of a bludge. Really? Like, for year eights to be learning about photography, I'm like, okay. oh, come on. So I was expelled at the end of no. my second year of year 11 because <laughs> sure. I'm yep, a right. winner, went to a new school, year 12, going there, bang, I'm doing psych, English, two art subjects and- You were the subject and, for and psych. Media studies. Stop it, yep. right? I got nothing but A's in all of those subjects. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Got straight A's. Yep. Different school, different uh, method of teaching. Mm. Opened up my mind. Failed one subject. Which one? Media. Water. And I've been doing it ever since. Bang! <laughs> Failed media. Bang! Been doing it ever since. The one thing you reckon I would go into. One triple three five three. Was there a weird class or a subject that you studied at school? You look back now and just go, what was that? Or am I the only person who studied water at school? Here comes the money. I'm sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. 
At times, the episodes can be pretty raw, like Lane Beachley talking about coming to terms with being an adopted child. And, you know, it's our thoughts that create how we feel about something. You know, our thoughts lead to emotions and actions, and then those actions determine the results that you produce in your life. And and I love to refer to uh, the difference between having a victim mentality versus a victor mentality. And, mm. and the victim mentality is a mentality of, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe I was rejected at birth. I can't believe my own mother didn't want me. I can't believe that I feel, why why have I been so abandoned, so rejected? I can't believe, this is this is just this is not right, right? And I, I, I can't, I don't know what to do about this. And that's the victim mentality. That's the victim. That's the victim. The victor goes, all right, I'm not going to go through this for nothing. I'm going to turn this into something positive. You can listen to the Howie Games at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Thanks for listening. Taking your calls, one triple three five three. What ridiculous subjects did you study at school? You look back now and you go, what were they thinking? I did water and farm at high school. And you think with those sort of subjects, I would go on to get a <laughs> doctor's degree. I'd become a brain surgeon. No, turns out you just get a job in the media when you study things that don't really exist. Well, water and farms exist. There's, there's times when I, I feel like they, the sort of classes they should include at school are things just like one called life admin that just teaches you life hacks. how to do your tax. Yeah. Uh, what insurance, but, why you need insurance, they, just, just teach stuff you things, like that. They teach you things you never, ever need to learn, yeah. right? And like sex education, stuff like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You happy with yourself? Oh, I, was I wasn't sure whether or not to do it in the first break okay. or bring it in yeah. the second one. Well, well, you done. know what, put a zinger in there, miss, just in case. Bang. Got Aaron in Bateau Bay. Hello, Az. G'day, Eric. How are you? Very good, mate. And you too, Liam. Oh, Aaron, you bloody legend. Oh, you've made, you've made his you've day. You've made my day. I've been punishing him today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's been a hard day for Liam. I had a real bludge of a subject called tourism. Oh, and, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, for, for our uh, excursion, we went to the Gold Coast Indy. Oh, my God. So it That's... taught you how to be a tourist. I saw so many boobs. I was going to say, that's, that's sex education and tourism in one. I mean, seriously, the Gold Coast as a teenager, oh my, on an excursion, that's just messy. Oh, wow. That's messy. What did, were they thinking? Well, exactly. How did, old? You, did you pass, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, give yeah. me that one. Yeah. 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 How old were you? Oh, How old were you when you did the oh, subject, Aaron? Grade, grade 11, 12, something like that. Okay. And so the whole idea is that you would get a job in Australian tourism. Oh, I don't think there was much idea behind it. They were just trying to keep the kids busy, I think. Yeah, it's a classic case. They just go, what subject can we make? Oh, I don't know, just and do tourism. You work, in, you work in tourism now, Aaron? Uh, I'm a firefighter now. Firefighter? Mate, you're a legend. You should have so done this water. Fire. No, you should have done fire <laughs> and water. You should have done those two subjects at school, fire and water. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> Should have gone to your school. Exactly. If you'd just done half the subjects I've done, Aaron. <laughs> half the subjects. <laughs> All right, I've got Simon Ingleburn. Hello, mate. Hey, man. Hey, Len. How are you? Oh, good man, Simon. Okay, Simon. Right, what's what's so, crap old subject did you study at school? Well, in primary, in around year two or year three, we used to go to this um, class called Gross Motor. And um, like I never understood why. Like I used to get scared when they said, you're doing gross motor now. And it would be, we would just climb things. We would just go down slides and we would climb bars. And I think they were kind of looking at us to see how, you know, flexible and how coordinated we were. So I presume, it's, I, I presume it's gross motor, is in gross motor skills. Yeah. But when you're 
when you're five, you don't know what that means. Mate, they need to put full explanation in there. Because if you just I think you're a gross a... motor, you just think, oh, I'm a gross motor. I, I, it, I was scared. I was scared of that class. I didn't even understand what it meant. And, it was, and I still remember it to this day. It was just a weird class. And what if, did they have a, a, a you know, juxtaposition there with fine motor, you know, with people with fine motor skills? So, you know, doing uh, arts, fine arts or something? Oh, I was all gross. It was all the, it was all the <laughs> climbing. It was all the climbing and yeah. there was no fine motor skills. It was all gross motor. Yeah, again, so, we're not talking about sex education, guys, if you've just oh. tuned in. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Great to have your company, Sydney. As I like to do from time to time, I like to expose you to new comedians. Expose is a bad word. Yeah. Bad <laughs> choice. But on this show, it just seems all right. Like, since I said expose, I just went, oh. <laughs> oh well, there's no cameras in here. Somebody's matter. not going to be allowed anywhere near 100 metres from a school <laughs> as a result of a conversation they've had on air. And my next guest, Cameron James, is a great comedian. I've seen Cam perform um, in comedy gigs around Sydney and you're performing tomorrow night at uh, the Comedy Store at Moor Park and you're filming special for the ABC. Welcome to the studio. That's mate. right. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks so much for having me in and I won't expose anything while I'm in here. I please, promise. please don't. We've had Lawrence <laughs> Moody today. Oh, oh, no. Did you <laughs> disinfect the studio after <laughs> yeah, You know, it's like, it means, when Lawrence leaves the studio, Cam, we actually have to shut off the lights. Then a guy comes in from CSI and he's got this weird black light. Oh, and that shows and up it, a few things, doesn't it's it? It's just like, oh, wow, look at that. It's like stars at night. Oh, <laughs> No, it's not. It's a weird murder sex scene or something. It's like the roof of a child's bedroom. <laughs> oh, that's another oh, thing that's going to get us. Oh, no, Look, I remember glowing the dark stars. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lawrence would know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Cam, great to have you here, mate. Uh, as I said, we'll get to we'll talk about your gigs uh, at the Comedy Store tomorrow night because I know you're filming for the ABC. You're filming a right, comedy yeah. special, so if you want to get along, you can go and see Cam. Highly recommended. Uh, you've just been away touring. You're oh, back all over the place. I've been around. I just did a week in the snowy mountains. With Chris the bloke Franklin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know Chris well. Oh, it's great to be back from that, though. (laughs) When you say uh, um, a week in the snowy mountains with Mm. Chris Franklin, do you mean that you were at Goulburn Prison? (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of, that's what I'm getting. We may as well have been. We ended up in Queanbeyan for the last night for your, you know, Queanbeyan's a beautiful town. It's a great town. No, it's not, but nice of you to say so. (laughs) This show show doesn't get to Queanbeyan. All right, it's fine. I almost swore. I almost (laughs) said that. The golden rule I'm not allowed to say. Queanbeyan Hotel, we played there, and a pub fight broke out in the middle of my set, basically. What? Yeah, it was a rough. A proper actual fight? Yeah. During comedy? During comedy. shit comic. That's how bad I was, guys. Don't come tomorrow night. That's what I'm trying to say. It just incites violence. Come if you want to really get a bruise on. That's what I'm saying. Or if there's someone you've always wanted to punch, bring them to the ring. Bring them, and you've got free license to fight at my show. The venue can't do anything about it. At the start of my set, someone threw a glass at the back wall, oh, and then what? two people on other sides of the room started yelling at each other about some squabble they had in town. And I, I was doing a pretty good job. I had it under control. But at one point, a heckler got so loud, and then out of nowhere, Jamal Idris stood up from the crowd. <gasps> Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Is this a gig or a dream you had? <laughs> I know, it's like one of those ones, and you were there, and you were there, but I was a bird for some reason. And you were wearing no pants, Lawrence Mooney. (laughs) There were stars all over the ceiling, but they were dripping. (laughs) Yeah, again, that's not a dream. No, no. no. So if the fight's broken out, Jamal Idris... Jamal Idris, who I didn't know was there, he must have been in town for some conference or something like that, Mm. and he stood up and started heckling the heckler and threatening to tackle the bloke. 
I was like, man, this is a contact sport now all of a sudden. I'm just like a referee watching this thing go down. So you're telling, you're on stage telling jokes. Damali Idris is heckling a heckler, <laughs> yeah. telling them to shut up or he'll wrestle them. Which, yeah. by the way, good form by Jamal. It was well pretty done. good. It yeah. was pretty awesome. And yeah. then afterwards, I was talking to him and he was going, oh, yeah, I just could never do what you do, mate. And I was like, I'm just going to agree with him because he's <laughs> giant. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard up there. But I was like, mate, look at you. You shouldn't be scared of anything. Is- but I like how you said, like, he says that to you and you don't just automatically retort with, well, I can't obviously do what you do because <laughs> you're an athlete and I'm a small comedian no, no. with ginger hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But I just immediately went the complete opposite. I was like, yeah, it is pretty hard, actually. I guess now you've, <laughs> you have drawn my attention to what you do is actually pretty easy yeah. by comparison. <laughs> What I do. I sometimes have to deal with a PA that doesn't work, or yeah. Yeah. sometimes I'll I'll say one type of beer from a backstage rider, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll get there, and it won't be that beer. It'll and be like I'll just... have said a Peroni, uh, and they've brought out Heineken, <laughs> and we're arguing over. You know how when you argue over imported beers, Jamal Idris? Oh, you don't. Oh, oh that's oh, okay, because you're an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great, excellent. Mm. That's uh, crazy. Cameron James is doing gigs tomorrow night at the Comedy Store. Get along and see him. Uh, stick around, Cam. We're going to do a quiz. Now, mm. we do a quiz on the show, mm. um, and which, whoever in at the time uh, is exposed to this, <laughs> again, exposed to this quiz. No, you did that one on gets, purpose. It gets pretty, I did. Yeah. It gets pretty loose. Cool. But it's a great exposition. <laughs> Come on. I, I, did, did I go too far then? You, got, you want one more? Make sense anymore. Rule of threes. No. Just get it. Just get it. Okay. okay. 104.9 Triple M. And as you guys probably know already, I like to shine a spotlight on emerging young comedians. And if anything, I actually like to expose them to the public. It's uh, There you go. As long as you don't shine a black light on young comedians. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly the young comedians. They're the ones who are most likely going to respond to a black light. But Miz told me that's how you get a start in the industry. Oh, in the old days. (laughs) In the old old days. Uh, When you used to do comedy at uh, public parks. Oh, no, we didn't. We never did that. Cameron James is my guest this afternoon. Hey, guys. Great to have you, Cam. Is doing uh, comedy at the Comedy Store tomorrow night. He's actually recording something for the ABC. There are a few tickets left. If you go to the Comedy Store, you can get some to go along and see him. But it's always good to have young comedians in here. Give them a little spotlight so that you guys can then, when you see the name pop up on a bill somewhere, you go, ah, oh, there's a guy off the radio. And you can make a decision with a British accent. You can make a decision as to whether or not you're going to go and see that person. Cam. Yes. Was that the best plug you've ever received? That was of real good. I love the British accent bit yeah. as well. Yeah. Why well, she yeah. slipped in a bit of geezer there? I don't know what Let's go there. watch this Cameron James bloke. Geezer. Is that right? I nearly said something else yeah. as well. <laughs> That's for the Oasis boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam, we do a little bit of a quiz from time to time. And cool. tend, what uh, what we tend to do is Liam will come up with a quiz. And I don't actually bother to ask him anything about it. I do no <laughs> research or any work on this show. So um, I don't know what we've got, but it's something. So, yeah. So today uh, the news, the tragic news is that Toys R Us is filing for bankruptcy. The, it's an American company. What? And they're filing for bankruptcy. There's 30 thought... stores in Australia that are at risk of um, potentially shutting down. So what do they become? Toys are not us. And it's just like hardware. No, no, no I don't think that. I don't think they rebrand. I think they just shut down. <laughs> I think they just shut down. <laughs> But so today's quiz were us. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, go in good. there and Look. there's just nothing there. Just go, oh, well, fair enough. I mean, at least it's not it's not, a, it's not a grammatically correct name to no. begin with. I don't think I'm going to start now. But no, so exactly. today's today's quiz is around toys. So Amazing. I'm going to tell you the name of a toy from around the world and you've got to tell me what the toy was. Okay, right, best, uh, first of all, before we do, just a quick round the table. Mm. 
Cam, what mm. was your favourite toy as a kid growing up? Um, I really mm. liked that uh, that really cheap two dollar tube that when you turn it one way it went, yeah, and then when you turn it the other way it went, oh, <laughs> wow. You remember that thing? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Were you in a locked room as a child? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, fritzled <laughs> at a young age. <laughs> can we say that? Yeah. Can we say yeah, room? I've been dudgeon yeah. with yeah. padded walls. <laughs> And yeah. soundproofing everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, Liz, very quickly, your favourite toy. Go. Oh, mate, oh, I couldn't go past the Super Soaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing. Mate. I just couldn't. Yeah, okay, yeah, amazing. Okay. Yeah, um, mine was the attention from my father. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on, All right, mate. way to make it grim. Okay, uh, first up, Cam, this one is for you. All right, I'm ready. Okay. The toy is called Cabba Kick. It's Japanese. I'll give you that as an extra hint. What was Cabba Kick? Cabba Kick mm. was a ball attached to a string that you kicked and it came back to you and you pegged it into the ground. Thank you for giving an earnest response. That's that's very wrong. Can I have a go? Yeah, sure. The ball is right. It was attached to a string, but the string was attached to a Japanese businessman's pants. (laughs) (laughs) And the ball was actually his. And the... Okay. And he would pay a woman in high heels to come in. No. (laughs) Now, is this a game show you watch? (laughs) Not a game show. Oh, right. It's right. something you can it's download. Something he's going to be hosting <laughs> next year. <It's> something <laughs> I wish. No. Okay, Cabba Kick is the Japanese answer to Russian roulette for kids. Uh, kids oh, would place what? a kids okay. would place a Nerf gun to their head, pull the trigger, and a pink hippo feet would come out and kick them in the noggin. Oh, that oh, is so wow. bad. Wow. That is incredible. In a country that already has a pretty high death rate, you want to like introduce it to kids? All right, next. All right, we've actually only got time for one more. We're running okay, out of time. But I want you guys to tell me a little bit about Mega Plumber Action Hero. Well, okay. Well, first of all, he's a proctologist. And, <laughs> but he's, he always warms up his hands before he does any procedures. That's why he's Mega Plumber. Pro- Cam, any thoughts wow. on Mega Plumber uh, Action is it, a, just, is it a knockoff Super Mario Brothers from, again, Japan or somewhere like that? And they've, um, and uh, yeah, you, you kick him in the balls. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? Well, <laughs> except for the last bit, I'm going to give it to you because this was, I found this online. This was actually a toy in America. The toilet is completely shot, and we're having the Johnsons over this evening. Oh, and they what love are we to supposed shit. to do now? <laughs> Looks like you need. It was you know, a... the Johnsons. <laughs> they come around. Famous logs. Oh, they? they come around. The whole family's just lay cable, lay cable. You got to break it up with a wooden spoon. <laughs> Those days are over. We've got mega plumber action hero now. Uh, if you want to check out Cameron James tomorrow night at the Comedy Store, you can head to the Comedy Store website for tickets. Oh, yeah, well, he's right. been pretty funny. Yeah, been come pretty along. Funny. Yeah, Why yeah. not? There's a few tickets left. I'd love to have you there. We'll hang out afterwards. Yeah, I'm going to go and see your show. Yes, And if awesome. it's not good, then what I'll do is I'll come back, in, back on air when you're not here and I'll go, ooh. Well, Cameron James. Sorry about I'll be listening him. and I'll be furious. I'll be tweeting in. Go and see Cam tomorrow night at the Comedy Store or catch him locally. Good to have you, mate. We'll have thanks, you back mate. another time. Cheers. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during this day, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app, 104.9 Triple M.